Segunda Show. This is Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8 Ball Show with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, put in questions with the songs, which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Now it's time. Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. And for seven musical divinations, we have been joined by Dead Rock West and some of the coolest people in California and elsewhere to ask the questions. What do you think about this, Dead Rocks? Huh? Do Pretty you, exciting. Who? Where am I? Do you, do you get... Do who you are like, you people? <laughs> What's going on? That's Frank... <laughs> that's Frank Lee Drennan, who was lost his mind in the course of this show, which is, he's not the first one, probably won't be the last one. I would venture to say we've had some superb guests. Yeah, and Cindy, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. You're feeling all right? I feel all right. It's been so, a lot of fun. Thank you, Andre. Well, we've we've had a blast. It's uh, it's always an adventure. By this point, you know, it's it, this is that point. Let's, it starts to feel like we've just been on a kind of an acid trip together. It's like <laughs> yes, well, lasts a long time doing these shows. You listen to them, people out there listen to them in these bite-sized bits, and if you string all those bits together, it seems like a long time. We'll just add like another hour or so <laughs> to this, and uh, and imagine that someone is shining a light on parts of your life that you don't want to have lights shown onto on a regular basis, which is kind of like the acid trip experience. Like, it's nice once, but you don't want to do it every day, unless you're me. And then you're like, <laughs> I guess, some kind of Timothy Leary type. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, we're down to one last song on the board, and that last song is... Radio, Radio Silence. Wow, that's going to be the last song. And what we did is we got your questions. Where you each wrote down a question, and we put it in an envelope. And I'm going to... Let's see. Uh, what, how do we want to do this? I have two envelopes in my hand, one in, one in either hand, right and left. You're going to have to agree. I'm going to have to get the two of you to agree. Are we going to pick... The, the question in my right hand or the question in my left hand? Left, because right. he's left-handed. <laughs> are you saying right to left, or are you saying that you oh, want right? I was right? saying the right. She's saying the left because I'm left-handed. Yeah. I'd say right because she's right-handed. Oh, I love it. All right, right. Right Well, on. maybe the left. <laughs> A glimpse into I'm the gonna life let, of Dead I'm going to let you figure this out until the two of you can agree on, on which one it's going to be. All right, ready? Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. Uh, rock covers scissors. Oh. Case left. Left. 
Okay, I like this. So she wins, so we get the song that represents your handedness. That's a that's a beautiful collaboration, Ouroboros snake eating its tail. Which <laughs> is, I think this might be. Whose question is this? Uh oh. It's like an award ceremony. Uh oh, shoot. Oh, oh good. shoot means it's Cindy's question. I'm yes. sure my question was worse. No. Oh, and I wait like it a lot. There's there's a small portion of this audience that have a real fetish for the paper, for the crinkling paper of this. So let's just give them a little bit of that. <laughs> One that they care for it. Oh, it feels so good. Okay, so now this is the song. This is the question that's going to be answered by Radio Silence. If you believe in reincarnation, who would you come back as, living or dead? And I guess this is a question for all of us. So, radio silence from Dead Rock West. I gotta compose myself <laughs> for a moment. You really wrote that question for the last song? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, radio silence. <clears throat> It's up against the wall Static waves and lonely days No messages or calls Ooh. Your isolated heart Like living in the dark A frequency is strong Behind us 
And that was Radio Silence from Dead Rock West. The final song from their list. It's the last song in the chamber. Answers the question from Cindy Wasserman. If you believe in reincarnation, who would you come at, come back as, living or dead? And I guess that's a, I mean that's a, that's a question that you put out there for everyone. Is this is this was this something that you were curious about for yourself, Cindy? I was yes, I was just thinking about it on the way like over here. Like if you here, could come as back as. Fact. Now that would be weird because you'd come back in the past. That's Once again, true. we got the Ouroboros thing happening. Yeah. You're going. You want you would be coming back. So it's almost like. You already have come back as someone, and then you're coming back as like that you're carrying on. If you were going to be reborn as someone from the who's currently alive, or as someone who's mostly would have, oh, I don't know. I get I'm getting confused. No, in the I got confused when I thought about my question when you were reading it out loud. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> However, I, I I would come back as either Thomas Edison or James Dean. I decided that there I have many people swimming around. Wow. So you'd come back as a man. I Yes, a man. Thomas Edison, why not Nikola Tesla? He was cooler. He Well, but his, his life was more, you know, you, so you want to come back as a winner. True. Tesla had, Tesla's life was tough. I mean, he was brilliant. He but was he a was, winner? He was cursed. Cursed by what? Cursed by, by genius. People. Yeah, genius and bad people. It was bad people. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like one of those those artists who's too sensitive for the business, and they just get torn to shreds, right? And they, their ideas get stolen and co-opted by other people, by lesser talents right. who are better at working the work in the business. He had more integrity. I'd rather have integrity. So you'd come back as him, as as a troubled Nikola Tesla, of course. Yeah. Good. Well, that kind of take it over direct current any day. Yeah. Well, that kind of goes with like radio silence. This idea for people who aren't well, tell us a little bit about Tesla, because I, I could. He give, was just a super inspired man i mean he was he invented you know everything that edison took credit for current, yeah. you know and and the and the things that you know the the wrapped motor i mean he invented the stuff that we use every single day of our lives he was doing wireless technology back when people weren't even dreaming of it and the thing that i think that on top of that i think this is the mark of genius and it kind of goes to I think one of the issues we've been dealing with in trying to deal with the energy inherent in songs is he believed that everyone should have it. He believed in free energy. He was like, oh, well, this will be utopia. I've come up with this brilliant idea out of, just out of thin air, out of my mind. And now we will have everyone will share. Everyone will have light. Everyone will have electricity. Everyone will have heat. There will be no starvation. We'll, world peace is here. <laughs> And then your guy, Thomas Edison, comes in and says, fuck that. We're, we're going to find a way to charge for this stuff. And you're crazy. What are you, communist? You know, like, and they, I mean, they, they did. They treated him like he was a madman, like he was a criminal. So this idea of radio silence, like technology and the absolute lack yeah. of all of the hum of technology that's the like it's an alternating current there on off on off radio on silence on, there is there is a weird kind of connection a thought that i had uh, in the last verse it says when i see the moon i think you're looking too and how the light in my eyes moves straight through you and uh the idea that when i'm looking up at the moon 
uh, at nighttime, anybody in the world that is looking up at that moon is looking at the exact moon that I'm looking at. And the, and the thought to think that that light that is reflecting off the moon in my eyes is the same light that's reflecting off of that person's eyes all the way around the world. And in that regard, we are connected 100%. Sort of like a satellite connection, mm-hmm. but it's of the earth and of the stars. Um, so is reincarnation. You know, it's that idea that it's all moving and connected and flowing, coming and going, churning, always connected. But you don't see that connection because the person in some other country, I don't see that person, but we're connected all the same if we're looking up at the moon at the same time. Now, do you have, do you feel like there's any relationship you have to whether, like whether it's reincarnation, is there some spirit that you feel like sometimes like, I feel like I, like maybe Tesla or someone like that you feel like deeply connected to in a weird, like a a way that feels like intimate, whether it's true or not, but that for you, that your experience of them is like, I feel like strangely connected to this person who is, I never met and who was dead long before I was born. Oh, a person? Yeah. Carl Sandburg. Carl Sandburg. The poet and the writer. Definitely. Um, I connect with him for certain because he was he was he was a true American original. He was the first person to collect American folk songs he released in the early nineteen twenties, the very first collection of American folk songs with uh prefaces before the songs explaining where they came from from, you know, uh different places in, in uh in Europe and such, a lot of them in, from Scotland and Wales and in Ireland. Um, but, you know, he didn't get his, I don't think he really started to, uh, to make any waves until he was in his 40s. Um, he ended up winning a Pulitzer Prize for his biographies on, uh, famous biographies on uh, Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, Edward Steichen, who was... Uh, you know, one of the very, a very famous photographer, uh, also one of the very first photographers to experiment with color photography. Um, he was, he was very good friends with him because his wife was his sister. Um, and you know, he had an extraordinary life, but much of it happened later in his life when he sort of, uh, grew into something that he saw when he was younger. And I've always felt that way that I wasn't going to, uh, hit my stride early on, you know, and I still feel that way. I still like, feel like I'm coming into something, Mm -hmm. you know. When I was, I guess like 10 years old, I saw this document, this, uh, movie of the week, a two-parter movie of the week on the life of Martin Luther King, where Paul Winfield played Martin Luther King. And I didn't know how the story ended. And when I saw that, totally freaked my parents out. I had this complete meltdown of like, it should have been me. It should have been me. And I was born in August of 1968. And so I was... What day? uh, 12th. And one of the things that my mom, I remember my mom saying before any of this happened was like, she, she was like... You were when you were the the song that was playing when you were born was when you were uh, conceived was Hey Jude. The song was playing on the radio, and the song that was playing on the radio when you were born was Revolution. Huh. And I always and since that I the way I sort of 
put that experience together in my brain was, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation like person to person. I think if it's like consciousness is more like a wave and that something about me, like my personality is built on some deep disappointment of being initiated in the sense of like Tesla, this utopian dream. And now we're finally going to, it's going to get better. And by the time I'm born, Martin Luther King was alive and then he was like, he was dead during, you know, Kenneth, Bobby Kennedy was killed, all these dreams. So whether or not that, that's the connection to the person, there's a connection to the sense of, yeah, you know, just deep disappointment, which I think is something that we're also feeling now. A lot of people are, I can imagine, I had so many friends who gave birth to kids after Trump was elected and they were they were conceived while Barack Obama was president. And the shift is a very similar kind of thing. And then the other piece of that that's maybe more of a positive, but it's different, is I remember when uh, when Prince died. And uh, one of my best friends was uh, has, has also passed on. And Prince was really big for us. I was missing him and being able to talk with him. And I went and I was playing guitar and I wrote this song that I... I don't feel like I could ever write. You ever have that experience oh, where you write a song and you're like, mm, I don't know, it's too good for me or something like, or it's different. I wouldn't do that. And I yeah. always call that song my my little purple raindrop. Like when he, when that thing that he was, was no longer mm -hmm. kept in his body, it just went out into everything. And just a, like a little teeny, just a tiny drop of that landed where I was like, playing a song in Burbank or like playing with guitar. I was just like playing a bunch of, through a bunch of my old other songs that I were, were sort of new. And then this one just like, and it, it, it expressed, it's been, it's, it's really beautiful for me. I like that sense of like a song. Maybe this goes to what we've been dancing around is this sense of, I don't, I mean, I know what that song means for me and what I, what I was trying to express, but I also have this sense that it's not really mine. You know, even though it's very personal to me now, um, none of them are ours, right? Especially once they're written, and and they come from somewhere, and we're not inventing something. Mm -hmm. It's something that's universal, and and in that in that sense, you know, reincarnation for songs is very real. You can hear it all the time if you if you study music at all. You know, nothing's original. Nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Things build on stuff, and they churn and make different combinations of stuff. But it's all coming from somewhere, always, mm -hmm. you know. And that's actually the beauty of it, and that's one reason why I think it connects with people you don't know. That's why somebody can write a song and, and I play it for me, and I, I'm blown away. You know? mm -hmm. Because that, there's, that, there's that, that energy of, of, of it coming from somewhere that is universal to all of us throughout the ages. So, anyway. <laughs> so... Uh... Te James Dean and Tesla and Edison and Prince and Martin Luther King and Carl Sandburg and Carl Sandburg. Sorry, yes. Wow, that's a that's a, a happier group of six people than I presenced at the beginning of the show. Oh, I think probably. Who knows how <laughs> things will turn out for them? But like, but and actually, it, bringing us back to Gregory Page, and you know what's one thing we haven't talked about. Because we were talking about Gregory Page. I, we were talking about San Diego. I mentioned that Steve, I don't think I said it on the air, but Steve Poltz did a version of the, he did the most effed up version. I can say fucked up. Cindy sings on his record too. 
He, oh, yeah. uh, she, and he, he did. He totally he took the Radio Eight Ball theme song apart and put it back together. And one of the things he did was he had this whole list of people, like Denny McLean <laughs> and Mickey Dolenz, and like he, and uh, as part of his song. So it's again this list of people. And this is what I did in presence. <clears throat> back in those days, there was a band no one ever talks about anymore. But I remember being on the road, and when we would come into a town after they had been there. Everyone was just a buzz about the band called. Wait, who's the singer? Steve and Greg. Oh, oh the, the Rugburns. Rug and I only got to I only got to see the Rugburns at the tail end of it. And I and I loved the the music I heard on record. But I got a sense, and especially because I got into Steve afterwards. I got into Greg after, and I had this like I always had this sense of like. oh. I missed something. I wish I had seen a Rugburns show when they were when on those tours that I was on parallel with them. Like I remember, for some reason, San Luis Obispo always like the Rugburns and San Luis Obispo always come together. So what's as I'm sure that you have had that experience. Oh yeah. (laughs) Tell, Tell us a little before we go. I have to like tell us a little bit about the Rugburns and well, it's just you know I'm from San Diego, so it's you know the Rugburns are are like waking up to sunshine in California. It's just they were they were a, they were everywhere all the time, and they were in our ears and in our consciousness and in our hearts, and still are. You know, I mean, going to a Rugburn show is just like you know. Nothing you could ever, you know, my first band, uh, Loam, we used to, uh, did some shows with them and we played one New Year's Eve with them at uh, the Velvet in San Diego. And uh, it's, you know, to this day, one of the wildest, wildest nights I've ever had. I I remember the, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. (laughs) It started all good and fine, but it it ended really messy, but in a good way. (laughs) That's... <laughs> uh, you know what is it? Broken guitar, <laughs> guitar necks, and and uh, you know a whole bunch of shots of Jägermeister later. There's something I feel like with Greg. Right? I mean, Greg, yeah. Greg Page, and Steve Poltz are such. I mean, it really is a Lennon and McCartney kind of thing where you have songwriters of yeah. such talent. And when I think about the Rugburns, it always I always think about like the Beatles in Hamburg. Like it's these guys it's these people who are going to go on to being more mature songwriters at this point where they're just rough boys with all of this talent. Wearing dresses. And be and like yeah. finding someone yeah. who matches you that you know pushes you. Like they're different, but such a you know they're 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 so accomplished. They weren't different. They were freakish. Yeah. <laughs> they were like Walking down the street and suddenly turning your head and saying, what's that? (laughs) That's what they were. They were like nothing else. You know, they were just themselves. Well, I think that's kind of a that's kind of perfect place to play to place to bring it all full circle, because I think I mean, obviously, that's so much what's so clear to me in spending this synchronicity trip with you is how. It's not even like it's you're trying. There's just this rigorous authenticity 
to this craft to every moment to the point like to the point where like you know you come on the show and you're willing i love it i love when a songwriter when an artist is willing to be difficult with someone who's trying to <laughs> trying to trying to fit them into something that doesn't that just isn't right and i don't i never want an artist to do something i want i always want artists it's like a, it's consent it's the lesson we all have to learn don't i get to say no to this and i i hope in a case like i didn't put you in a truly non-consensual situation, but in a sense where you're going to push back. Just you know, for your show, I'm not deal, going man. to ma- approach my songs in a way that I've never approached them and never would approach yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, for me, the yeah. whole thing about artistry is, is you just got to be yourself, and that's our job. Yeah. Our job isn't to go around and kiss everybody's ass, you know? Our job is to be ourselves and to be the best version of ourselves we can possibly be, you know? That's what art is. It's, it's you know, it's not a big fucking commercial you know, it's it, it has turned into that, but it's not, you know, being an artist is just being yourself for better and for worse. That's the point. You know, it's you're not supposed to be brilliant all the time and you're not supposed to be smart all the time and be a smiling person with all the right answers and all that stuff. It's it's not life. It's not reality. And it's not the way songwriters write, you know, unless they're trying to make a commercial for a soda pop, you know, so. I get. I, I'm. I'm sorry, but Cindy, when he is going on a rant like this, sometimes <laughs> do you feel like you're in the Breakfast Club and Judd Nelson is laying some truth on you? Because <laughs> no, he, she, he she gives me this. Me he's giving me check, this look, and I swear, she is, like, oh, don't be so dramatic. <laughs> no, but, or, or just you know, oh, geez, you know, just let it go. You know, it's just it doesn't matter. I've known him a long time, so Has any, does anyone ever tell you that? Like, I just got it that you totally have this Judd Nelson quality. Like, you look like. Uh, well, that's good, I guess, you know. He's a handsome guy. I, you know. That's right. Yeah. Get me in the breakfast club, you know, let's go. More time travel. What is this with, like, you can't go back? You know. <laughs> so before before we wrap this up, I just wanted like, to do a little stuff and let the audience know. The way that this show gets out there is by you sharing with people. I mean, I've, I've, we don't have some big promotional machine. And if you love music and songwriting and synchronicity and you have friends who love music and songwriting and synchronicity please share it with them in any ways that feels that feels organic and natural and inspired and of course we have the continuing patreon campaign and you are certainly invited to support us in that way not begging or anything but you know if you feel inspired kick down um and uh, and yeah, and and also we have the Radio Eight Ball app, which you can download at uh, iTunes or Stitcher, uh, not iTunes or on Google Play. And this is a fun thing. You can ask. It has every song that's ever been recorded on the history of Radio Eight Ball. So these wow. songs will go into it, and at some some point, oh. someone will ask their question to the phone and shake it, and then a song will come up as the answer. Wow! And it'll be one of your songs. And once we get this going, I'll Radio get in touch with Ball. you guys, and uh, we'll. We're going to make it so people can purchase the songs and you guys might even make a little money off it. But that's something Gasp. for the lawyers later on. Right now, I just want to tell about these toys and it's all fun and um, and encourage everyone. Yes, get the Dead Rock West record. If somehow you are just a youngin out there and you don't know who X are or who Peter 
Case, not Chase, that <laughs> funny guy. He, Peter, he really, he tried to Mandela affect me, exactly. didn't he? <laughs> he, right. he scared you for a minute. He did. I was like, am I getting <laughs> this wrong? Did they say that it was Peter Chase? I know who Peter him? Case is. Peter Chase. So, but if you don't know the Plimsolls, you don't know Peter Case, the you don't nerves. know the nerves, you don't know uh, X, you don't know Gregory Page, you don't know the Rugburns. You have some work to do. You have Jesse some research. Dayton. Jesse Dayton. You have some. There's He's a badass. Yeah, I just I'm learning about Jesse Dayton yeah. today. So yeah, so that's that's our our gift and our offering to you. And uh, and so please do your do the research. Know what came before you. Uh, as as uh, Frank keeps saying in the 1900s, which makes it. <laughs> and I love that. We can say that. Yeah, now, I know, you know we can. It makes it. It just makes it sound. Infinitely older. Yes. Than saying in the twentieth century. Because it, it yeah, that's the point. Because in two thousand and sixty it won't it'll sound well, we'll yeah. be dead. Yeah. 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 So uh, I guess uh, unless you have any do you have anything else you'd like to share? No, I mean, just that? thank you so much. I'm sorry yeah, I, thank I, you. I'm the obstinate uh question answerer, but I, I don't mean to be, but uh um, I love you very much, and thank you for having us on the show. And it's a joy to play our songs. and And um, please don't hate us or ban us. No. Okay. Never, never. You are wonderful. I love you both. Cindy, <laughs> anything you, you want? Thank to... you. Oh. No, just we had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful time. Oh, we'd time. like to thank Hobo Mike for Frank. Oh, Hobo yeah. Mike oh, yeah. for, yeah, for like uh, keeping everything on track, and and uh, our little our little four legged furry friend down here. He's, this is uh, our first Radio Eight Ball with a dog in the yeah, studio. Man, he's a rock and nice. roller. Thank you, Hobo Mike. He's called Musical Mike for tonight. All right, Music Mike. But thank you for letting us have Musical Mike and just for having us on. Yes, yeah. and we're naked. No, yes. Oh, Correct. and I, you know, I, I don't do it enough, but uh, but thanks to to Brendan for working the working the booth, and of course uh, we didn't we just the one last to Jackson Stewart and check <gasps> out his films. Right. Thank you, Jackson and, Stewart. Uh, thank you, Jackson Stewart. So until next time, I am your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of. Sp- spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Show. It's a good show.